Hi, I'm Bridget Murawski, and I'm the creative director of Baz Brothers Unlimited, a vintage wholesaler based in Fresno and Los Angeles, California. This is your bi-weekly dose of all things vintage. everyone, it me, and I'm back with the last installment of this latest series of my Best Vintage Life podcast. How is everyone? I hope that you've been doing well and that you're having a great week and that uh, your November is wrapping up pretty good. Almost there, almost at 2021. <laughs> I hope that it's a better year than this has been, but that remains to be seen. Let's just hope for the best. Just jumping into my normal little spiel here. You can email me at admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. That's admin at mybestvintagelifepodcast.com. Social media. I have two Instagrams now, business ones. Um, you can follow along at mybestvintagelifepodcast or at mybestvintagelifeacademy. You can also check us out on Facebook and Pinterest. And don't forget to check out www.mybestvintagelifepodcast.com because you can sign up for our newsletter there, the Vintage for Business newsletter, which is sent out at the beginning of every month. So you have some time to sign up and be ready to get the, uh, the December newsletter that will be coming out. It'll be the last one for the year. And um, if you go to My Best Vintage Life Academy, Right now, it's live. It's so exciting. You'll be listening to this on Saturday, the 21st, and our classes will be live uh, for you to to take if you wish to do so. I chose November 21st because um, that would have been my mom's birthday. I lost my mom when I was 20 uh, to ovarian cancer, so I figured I'm going to pick a day that means something to me and a day that I know, um, you know... I'm just thinking of her, and I know she'd be proud. So November 21st, it's going to be live. So if you go to my Best Vintage Life Academy right now, you can sign up for our classes. One of those classes is going to be a supplement to what we talk about today. So more on that in a minute. Google Voice, you can call at 559-365-6743. That's 559-365-6743, and leave me a voicemail. Don't forget to rate or review the podcast. If there's something you're looking to give your favorite podcast host this year for the holiday season, it would be a review. She would very much appreciate it if you have the time to do so, whether that be on Podchaser or the Apple Podcast app. And if you don't have time to do that, even a rating is great. And uh, either way, I appreciate one or the other or both. Or if you just want to share with some family and friends, that's appreciated as well. Word of mouth is great. It's one of the greatest forms of marketing that we have forgotten about along the way. But it's old but true and has withstood the test of time. And my obsession at the moment. Well, (laughs) right now I um, have just put something else on my plate, which is so full at the moment. Um, some days I, I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, what am I doing? You know, I have two senior dogs that are both, 
One's blind. They're both senile. I'd consider them both special needs at this point in time. I have two horses, my job, the podcast, my house. And now I'm, um, I'm buying another house and I'm eventually either going to sell my current home or rent it. I haven't decided yet. I'm thinking renting it will just be more stress than what I can handle. Um, I'd probably be an awful landlord just because I'm super anal about things. And uh, I don't know. I just don't know about trusting someone I don't really know that well in a place that I love very much. So I'm probably going to end up selling my house. Uh, so if you're listening in the Fresno area, coming this spring will probably be my house as a listing um, for sale. But the new house is super cool. It's a little bit bigger and uh, it's in a much safer neighborhood. And um, I don't know, it's just cool. It was built in the 70s, whereas my house was built in the 50s. So um, see, you'll be listening to this on Saturday. Well, this goes live Saturday. So a few days before I have my inspections this Thursday. So we'll see how that goes. That's always the scariest part of buying a house is the inspections. Cause you're like, Oh God, what are they going to find? And what is the seller going to be willing to pay for? Usually not much. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to walk away from my home. I wish I could just like pick it up and put it on an island away from the craziness of the world, but it's time to move on. And I've accepted it at this point in time. I've started selling off a lot of my stuff, a lot of cool stuff, actually. It's been selling very quick. I wish you were all local because I feel like I'd sell even more, even quicker. And I love, you know, promoting secondhand and giving things new life, especially with people that I care about. I always post stuff on Instagram first before I go to Facebook because I feel like Facebook, you can get some real, some real sketchy situations going on there or just some people that are really annoying. You know, they don't read your description or I don't know. It's just like they want everything for like $5. So I try to avoid the Facebook marketplace. I don't even have Facebook on my phone anymore. I took it off. I only can, um, access Facebook from like a browser on my laptop or my desktop. So anywho, my obsession at the moment is my new house. And I can't wait for you guys to follow along on the journey of me remodeling it because it does need some work, but the old guts are still there pretty much, which is very hard in Fresno to find. A lot of people here, there's so many flippers and I swear to God, like, oh, the tackiness is just, it's so bad. It's like everything has gray floors, which no offense if you have those. I actually have them in my office like when they first came out and Art gave me a budget to remodel my office. It was a very low budget, but appreciated. And I was like, oh, these gray floors are cool. I've never seen that. You know, it's like Pergo. It's laminate flooring. It's not real wood, but like literally every flipper now that buys a house in Fresno, they put in the gray floors, the whole entire house, paint it like stark white with silver fixtures everywhere. And it's just very clinical and I hate it. So <laughs> I'm super thankful they did not do that with the house that I'm buying. Thank God. All right. Enough yammering. So this is part three of the um, inventory series that we've been doing. Now this class is about retail math. And I hope I don't lose any of you guys here because this is important stuff to know. Is it the most fun thing to talk about? I don't know, maybe for some of you. I've never been great at math. Um, my dad was always kind of really hard on me because he was good at math and I didn't get it as quickly as he did. So that was annoying to him. Um, but, 
you know, I had to work at it. And I was always good at like real life math that I could apply to real problems, whereas like certain things, I'm like, when am I ever going to use this again? So this is real life math and it's important stuff for us as adults to know um, and understand. So the exciting thing about this is I am, I, I, I'm thinking in my head, like as I'm putting all this together, okay, like people are listening to the podcast. That's an auditory method of learning. But many people, and I know this from my degree in education, many people are a blend of learning types. They could be auditory and visual. They could be visual and kinesthetic. There's different types. So I, I myself am very visual. So I decided to create a class to go along with what we're talking about today. And it is a mini class. It's very succinct and nothing crazy outrageous. And it's $19.99. So you can, um, when you're done listening to the podcast, if you go to mybestvintagelifeacademy.com, you can just buy it right there. You don't have to take it right away. You can do it in parts. You can go back and rewatch it. You'll have it for a lifetime as long as you have an account through my through my academy. So it's not something that you do once and it disappears. And if you sign up um, for the retail math class, you will automatically get a coupon code for $5 off um, the weekly vintage lessons that we're doing with art. So instead of um, $19.99 for your first month, you'll get it for $14.99. Um, so if that's something you want to try, there's a little incentive for you to do so. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Um, starting on the first term, I tried to do them in chronological, kind of like when you're first sourcing an item up to looking back on the sales of an item. So the first term I wanted to talk about was um, initial markup percentage or IMU. So this calculation shows you the difference between the cost of an item, so what you paid for it, and the retail price of an item. This is one of the most important things you need to know when you're starting up your business, or even if you're, you've had a business for a while and you need to brush up. You always um, want to try and figure out what your average retail prices are for your store. So as time goes on and you build up your business and you have more and more clients, you're going to get more comfortable knowing what they're willing to pay. Like what is the average price your customer is willing to pay for a vintage t-shirt, for a pair of denim cutoffs, for a pair of shoes, for a pair of sunglasses. And once you know those prices, doing this um, calculation gets easier and more accurate. And then as you're sourcing, say you're out on a sourcing trip at a vintage warehouse or you're thrifting or you're at an estate sale, Every phone these days has a calculator on it. Just take out your phone and do your little IMU calculation and see if it's something worth sourcing. Now, I'm not saying you have to do that for every single item, especially if you're on a big sourcing trip, but if it's like kind of like a smaller trip and you have the time, it can be really helpful in making that decision for yourself. Now, your happy percentage is subjective to your business. When I used to work for a big company, um, oh, sorry about that. I don't know why that just went off. Um, when I used to work for a big company, we were given an IMU plan. So most of you are small business owners or you're aspiring to be a small business owner. You won't have somebody to give you an IMU plan. So you're going to have to figure out where your happy place is. I recommend being at 60 to 80%. That's a good place for most people to be. Um, but like I said, super subjective to who you are and where you want to go with your business. Sometimes with IMU, the percentage might be lower. And why would it be lower? 
Well, if sometimes you have special items that you're sourcing, it might be something where you're paying, say, like $500 for something. It's a super special piece or $300 or $200. And you know, at the end of the day, you're only going to be able to charge like $50 to $100 more than what you what you spent. Well, you know what? Sometimes you need those pieces in your assortment to really complement what is available. You know, you might have a bunch of um, like lower end Levi's trucker jackets, but you found a super special one and you want that to sit in. It's okay sometimes to take that hit and not make as much money as you would on the others because you just, you need that variety. And, um, you know, I think a lot of times we just get caught up on like, must make money, must make money, must make more, more, more. But sometimes it's okay to step back and just have that have that memorable piece that leaves an impression with people because at the end of the day, your finances are, you know, complementary to your assortment and vice versa. They have to work together and sometimes they need to compromise with each other and that would be an instance of compromise. So I am you percentage and if you take the online class that's available, I will show you real life examples of this. Like I said, it's just much easier to show those visually then to talk about them, but I'm kind of giving you my notes, my my notes that don't involve math in this episode, basically, and then the math will be shown um, on the online course. Okay, next up, let's see, flip the page here. Where did I go? Here we go. Okay, weeks of supply, or as some people abbreviate, W-O-S. This is great to use when you have multiples of an item. It could be your basics that you sell in your store. It could be your best sellers, okay? It's better to use weeks of supply at like an individual level, an individual grouping versus your entire store. So this calculation is going to show you how many weeks of supply you have in a certain item. Once again, this is going to vary from person to person. Okay, some stores are bigger, some some stores are smaller. Some stores are small, but they sell faster. Some stores are big and they sell slower. It's all super subjective to who you are. In my opinion, for weeks of supply, you don't, like in an ideal world, you don't want a number that's super low where you feel like you're constantly chasing. Okay, oh God, I sold the five pairs of jeans I bought, now what? Okay, well, reflecting maybe you should have bought a little bit more but at the same time you don't want it excessively high you don't want 20 to 30 weeks of supply of something that's a lot okay so think about it in kind of common sense terms you don't want to be running around like on the like the hamster on the wheel just constantly running looking 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 but at the same time you don't want to be like oh my god what am i going to do with all this stuff if this is how slow it's selling So find that happy medium for yourself and that will take time. You'll get better with it as time goes on and don't feel discouraged if you do feel like one of those scenarios that I just told you. So I will once again show a real life example of that within the class so that you can see the math formula. Okay, let's see. Next is sell through. Okay, so sell-through is another um, great formula to use. I like to use it for like attribute groups and attributing is something that's really great for business owners to do, whether you attribute by silhouette 
whether you attribute by fabric, by print. Um, you know, if you're doing like t-shirts, you could do t-shirt as an attribute or you could break t-shirts into attributes. Like it's kind of like, think of it as like, it can be like a family tree if you want it to be. You know, you have all these branches coming out or you can keep it more condensed and keep it to bigger, like hierarchical groups. So using sell-through, you can take those attributes and study them this way. Or it's also great for items where you have multiples. But basically, sell-through is expressed in a percentage. Um, and it's showing you your inventory sold for a given period. So obviously here, the higher percentage, the better that your inventory is performing for you. Another reason why it's good to use sell-through is um, you can track buys from specific vendors and see how their inventory is performing for you. So say you get three orders of um, denim cutoff shorts from three separate vintage vendors. If you can catalog them within your inventory system and keep track of you got what from who and then do the math, you'd say, okay, well, that's weird. Vendor, um, vendor A shorts aren't really selling well. But B and C are doing really awesome. So, okay, maybe we need to reconsider buying from vendor A and put more of our budget into B and C and then go on from there. So it's also great for studying the success of a vendor's um, supply to you as well. And obviously this is all pretty relative to retail price too. So, um, having a sell-through for a high-priced item is amazing. Having a sell high sell-through for um, a low-priced item is amazing as well, but if you can have a high sell-through for a high-priced item, that's really good because that's basically saying you're selling a high percentage of a very high-priced item. But regardless, you want to have a good sell-through for all your items and overall a positive number um, so that, you know, you feel like your business is going in the right direction. A really great metric for you to use. All right, skipping around here. My notes are all discombobulated. I pick the terms I wanted to talk about and then I kind of put them in order chronologically. Okay, next is inventory dollars. All right, so this one is super simple, but not something that I feel like everybody uses. So inventory dollars are basically just telling you using the... Um, the retail price. So you're taking your retail price and you're multiplying it by the total amount of units you have in something to figure out what chunk of that inventory, like how much retail dollars is it representing of your inventory. So it's a good way to look at things not from the cost perspective, but at the the possibility perspective of, okay, these items, I would be pricing them at $69 and I have 10 of them okay, well, the possibility to make money there is $690. So you're looking at it from more of like a big picture perspective. Um, and it, you know, it can be really great for evaluating as to whether you have too much invested in something or too little. So if you have 2000 um, inventory dollars in something that is new and you have no idea if it's going to be good for your for your business, but you only have like $500 invested in your bestseller, that's not good. Those should be flip-flopped. So it's a good way to look at how much do I have invested in different categories. 
All right, second to last here. We're doing six, six terms total. We're on number five. Hope you're still with me. <laughs> Average unit retail. I really love this one, and it's a great hindsight calculation. So when you're looking back, this is like post-sales, and you're looking back. This is going to show you what the average unit retail price of an item was after you took markdowns. So I think a lot of people forget about markdowns, okay? Um, if something was originally $10 and you marked it down to $750, this is where AUR comes in. So it's really good looking at the difference between those two numbers, what you originally wanted to get for an item as a retail price versus what you actually got. So... For example, oh my gosh, I need a glass of water. <laughs> Give me one second. Oh. Okay. So in terms of um, AUR, you know, you're, you're looking at these markdowns that you took, and I feel like a lot of people... Um, they like will like to pretend that markdowns don't happen and that's okay because with AUR you're you're looking at maybe some of the full you maybe you did get full price on um, some of these items but you're also looking at where you had to mark down so it's nothing to be embarrassed about and it's a really good way to learn because you're saying to yourself okay why didn't I get full price for these items was it something that I did do I not understand my customer? Could I have bought something better? Maybe it's not something that's on trend right now. So it really brings about all these probing questions for you, AUR. Um, really, really great thing to use and it'll be much easier to see um, on the on online course because the, I don't wanna say it's a complicated calculation, but compared to the other ones, it, it can be. And then the last term is gross margin dollars. Okay, so gross margin dollars. This is like a big, big term. If you have like a financial planner, you have a business partner, um, your partner in life, whatever, this is something that people are gonna ask you about. It's not the nitty gritty. It's made up of the nitty gritty, but it's like the big picture. So gross margin dollars, it's the amount of money you made in profit and it takes into account the AUR. So you need to know your AUR your original cost and your total sales. So it's looking at so many different numbers. Um, and sometimes it can be good and sometimes it can be bad. You get to see, did you lose money? Did you break even or did you get ahead? So gross margin can be a tough one to look at because it's such a big picture term, but it's a really, really important one to know. Um, and I like it because it, it uses AUR and cost, and you get to see those two in comparison to each other side by side in the calculation. And um, I don't know, I think it can be kind of eye-opening as a business owner to see like, okay, has my AUR crept really close to what I paid? Because that's not good. You know, you want some some gap there. You don't want your AUR to be so, so close to your cost because then you're, you know, you're either breaking even or just barely breaking even. So a really great term to know. And I think it's something that you could look at bi-weekly, uh, monthly, quarterly, yearly. Like I said, if you use any type of financial person to help you, that's something they're definitely going to want to know. 
um, or help you figure out and then make a plan for your business. So this is this is a big one. This is a really, really important one. So those are the six terms I wanted to talk about today. This episode's kind of going to be short and sweet. I didn't want to drag on talking when I, I have the ability to show you these things through visual learning. Um, so after you listen to this episode, so in a few minutes um, or whenever you have time, you just want to head over to www.mybestvintagelifeacademy.com and you'll be able to select um, the retail math mini course there for $19.99. And this isn't like I'm not going to do a class for every single podcast episode I do. I wish I could. Um, But this one, I just thought it would be much easier for you to see visually and see the examples so that you have something to reference to in the future not just listening to me because I don't expect you to sit and take notes while you listen to my podcast this way you'll have a set of notes and you can go back to it and um, and access it at any point in time and um, if you do buy the the mini um, retail math course you spend $19.99, you will get a, um, a discount code sent to you on the monthly lessons with art, and you'll get $5 off of those. So for right now at mybestvintagelifeacademy.com, those are going to be the two offerings. I didn't get to finish everything else. I severely underestimated how much it is, how much time it is to start an online school. There's just, it's like one of those things It reminded me, doing it reminded me of like some projects I did in college where you feel like you're done and then, you know, building the website, it's just like you, there's fonts and there's all these automations and things you have to do. It's, it's like the classes themselves, that's the fun part, but it's the, the tech stuff that really kills you. So I'm, um, I'm definitely still planning on getting the, um, the $49 course for the vintage clothing kit live. And then I'm going to do, um, a higher price point class about taking care of your vintage. But the good thing is, is that right now everything's ready to go. You're able to purchase it and start learning. And, um, I think everything looks really great. Obviously we're not, professional I'm not a professional videographer or anything like that but um I think for for what it is and what you need to know you don't need anything fancy it's the the information that's the most important and not really how the video looks so if you have any questions please let me know and if you purchase um any of those classes and you have like any technical issues the site itself is super solid and safe it's called Kajabi and um it's been an investment. It's not the cheapest platform to host classes, but it has 24-7 help for me if I need it. And they've been super amazing. And I just, I trust it. And it's very user-friendly for all of you um, while you're taking the classes. And I think you'll, you'll really enjoy the experience you have on there. You will have to make a user profile, but other than that, it's very, very straightforward. And you are able to pay either using Stripe, so that's paying with a credit card or through PayPal, which you can also do with a credit card um, or however you have your PayPal set up. So the only thing you can't really pay with is cash. <laughs> Otherwise, there's options for you. Um, so that's really all I have um, for today. So this is, we're closing out now the uh, inventory portion of this season and helping you guys problem solve with your 
your vintage side hustles, your vintage brick and mortars, your vintage businesses, or for those of you that aspire to be vintage owners, helping you um, be prepared to do what you want to do in the future. So I'm not going to say what we're going to be talking about next, but um, for now, I hope you've enjoyed this series and I'll leave the next topic as a surprise. And um, I'm slowly losing my voice here because I was recording a bunch of stuff this morning as well. So I'm going to go have a hot cup of tea and relax. So in the meantime, my friends, if you need anything, don't be afraid to reach out. You have plenty of methods to do so. And I'm always excited to hear from you. And I try to respond as quickly as I can. Um, I've had some people ask, thank me for responding to them, which seems crazy um, or shocked that it's me responding to them. I do not have anybody running my Instagram. I'm way too much of a control freak for that. (laughs) So it's me. Don't worry. Feel free to reach out and stay safe, stay sane, stay healthy, and don't be basic. I'll talk to you soon, friends. Bye.